Hey. Hey. All right, this is the show, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome hey, to Layout. People just tuning in. Yeah, this is Layout. Uh, we just rambled for 20 minutes uh, talking about the original iPhone that I just found in my old house. Uh, if you want to listen to that, uh, jump to the end of this or wait until the end on our Upside Down. With that said, hey, Kevin, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. I hear that we have follow-up and it is related to your unpronounceable uh, uh, smart lights Lutron <laughs> Cas Caseta, <Yes>. Caseta switch. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you remember last week, I recommended Sight Unseen, um, this uh, HomeKit device that I just ordered. Um, and it's the Lutron whatever, whatever dimmer kit. Um, you can look it up. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I think, I'm sorry, I think it's pronounced Caseta. And it's probably Spanish, and if my Spanish is correct, it probably means like house. Huh. Like casa, casa is house. Caseta should be like a small a, house. A a, I don't know a form of house. I don't. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the pronunciation follow up. I'm not hey, even gonna try welcome. to pronounce it. Um, it's okay. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> So, yes. Um, so, oh, a little while ago I had asked on, on Twitter for people's suggestions and most people recommended the uh, Philips Hue lights uh, that are much so easier to pronounce uh, than, than this one. But the thing with Hue lights is that they're just a, like a single bulb um, that like you put in and it's a lot easier to set up. But... Um, the problem is you have your like normal dimmer that you have to keep always on and only use your phone. And I don't know about you, but for me, like that was an acceptable solution. Um, like hitting the light switch is still like a very ingrained, like muscle memory action that I do so often in the day that without even thinking about it, that I still want to have that ability. Um, mm. And then slowly over time, I can convert over to like always changing the lights with my phone. Um, but, you know, it's not always convenient to like have to pull out your phone or like tap your watch. It will turn on the lights. So um, Lutron is the perfect solution for people like me. Basically, instead of getting the bulbs, you keep all the bulbs that you already have and you just replace the sort of like the dimmer switch thing in the wall. Um, and honestly, like it's not that hard. Like you just unplug and you like basically plug three, um, three wires together and it's done. Um, sounds dangerous. Sorry. <laughs> sounds dangerous. It is, uh, but it's fine. Still alive. Nothing bad happened. Uh, <laughs> so if I can do it, you can do it. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I installed it. I wasn't really sure what to think of it. Of it, like we talked about it in the past. Like my main, like the main driving force behind me getting uh, these smart lights is, I just wanted to know what the fuss was all about, <laughs> and like try the the new HomeKit features in iOS. Uh, I had no idea whether or not I would like it, um, and honestly, after having it for a couple days now. 
it has changed my life. It is <laughs> like it's really like <laughs> such a big like oh nice life improvement. Honestly, like and it's no, gonna can't. sound crazy to anyone it. that doesn't have it. But it is like it's <laughs> so nice to be able to control your lights anytime from anywhere. Um so and I think like the like the misconception there is that oh like you're pulling out your phone to like turn on and off the lights um like you certainly can do that but that's not really what yeah, it's about that's like, not the point no like right. the the point of this is you can automate everything so right i have this thing set up uh in uh home kit that basically my lights uh i can set up say that um okay i want you to turn on the lights when i arrive home after sunset mm -hmm. so if i like come home in the day it's not going to turn on the lights for for no reason um but if i come home after sunset uh, i don't have to have my my lights be on automatically while i'm not there um so this actually uses a geofence um to like pinpoint my home and then it knows what time of the day the sun sets and automatically turn the lights cool. on. Like that's you can super do awesome. all that through the home yeah. uh, app on your iPhone, or yeah. really like you know if this and that or other. Services no, like you that. don't have to touch any other third-party apps. You can do that oh, directly so cool. into the home app. Like, and all right, okay. So I got a question. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. Uh, no, go ahead. So after you have all that like automation set up and all those rules, yep. Do you feel like how important is now that you know how this new life is how important is still to have the switcher <laughs> right yeah um like do you still hit it on and off a bunch of times yeah <laughs> okay so well so there there's mo like places like it depends i have one in the living room and i have one in my bedroom um hmm. the one in the living room like that's pretty like that's fine like i rarely touch it um, but the one in my bedroom, like I, I don't want the bedroom lights to be open when I'm not there. Like there's no point in that. Um, so I sh actually do turn it on like when I walk in and out. Um, so yeah, I, I still think it's pretty important. Um, and I have, uh, the other point is that I have a bunch of lights that are connected to that one outlet. So mm -hmm. basically like the, the price comparison, like it came out to be cheaper to just get the, the dimmer switch than to buy uh, Q lights for every single lights that are connected there. So it just made sense. Okay, yeah, because then you just buy that. Like you, there, there are no bulbs for yeah, you Yeah, exactly. Buy. Yeah. The only downside is you don't have uh, the control over the color. Um, mm -hmm. But honestly, I... <laughs> I don't know. And what I, about the intensity? Can you like yes, dim you can control intensity. Or? Okay. So, and okay. that's something that's super cool. Um, is that the home app uh, and the home like um, I don't know how you call that like control center widget or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's super skeuomorphic. <laughs> so like, if I force press on um, on the little square for the light, huh. I have this like little thing that I can control the intensity of my lights. Um, That's cool, I guess. 
And it's super neat. Like, I just <laughs> really love <laughs> the UI for it. It reminds me of the old, like, Apple, like, little touches that were all over the the OS. Um, so, yeah, I think like it's, the original it's super iPhone? nice. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, you know, having those, like, things that are overly designed um, mm-hmm. for, like, no, no reason. Totally like, it could be, just be, like, a normal slider, right? But... They made they went right. out of their way to make it like really nice, um, so yeah, yeah, highly recommend it. It's awesome. Um, cool. And now I like want to replace everything in my my house to be automated. <laughs> um, so I'll really look like into, getting a tattoo. Like, yes, probably my it's my get version of getting a tattoo. <laughs> but um, yeah, already looking into smart blinds and stuff like that. Um, also, a really cool hack that you can do if you have these smart lights um, in your bedroom uh, is if you struggle to wake up in the morning, uh, you can schedule your lights to automatically turn on at a certain time in the morning. Um, so you That's can cool. actually wake you up with just the lights, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, there's Does that work? tons you can do. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I'd be able to wake up just with the lights, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried you. it for a few days, and when I do wake up, I'm like more ready <laughs> to like get out of bed mm-hmm. uh, if the lights are open. Okay. So eh, works for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been staying away from getting into the home smart home things because I know it's a black hole. Like <laughs> once you start to get sucked in, and you're gonna try to automate everything that you can so i kind of started with not really automation but like you know tracking your health and stuff right and now like i'm like i'm almost done with that <laughs> so, like <laughs> what i've do you been mean looking you're at done that, with that you bought everything or you mean you're not like you don't really do but anymore. i could go hardcore and like uh, you know buy a, a smart blood thing like can read your blood and see like glucose levels and you know stuff like yeah, that i feel but like that's, that's like a bit intense bit like unless yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're doing that you're yeah but so we, without going hardcore <laughs> like i i have a smart scale i have you know the apple watch and i've been tracking like calorie intake and stuff like that more than that is a bit too much uh but right. uh, i i feel like before i i dive into the uh smart uh, lights i guess um i i am really ready to buy um a nest cam ah uh, yeah so i think i'm gonna start there um so yeah <laughs> is that anyway, supported by HomeKit yet i don't know actually i don't know yeah, because I think there so, there was a thing about like support for uh, cameras coming to ha- to HomeKit soon, <laughs> but I don't know which ones are actually going to support it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I should probably ask Sam, Sam Sofas, because he's going crazy with home automation. Oh, really? <laughs> home. Yeah. Uh, Damn. <laughs> probably ask him. Okay, I should ping him. Uh, anyway. That's yeah. it for follow up. So uh, Kevin loves it, and yeah, totally stand by my recommendation. About- and I apologize to everyone that is disappointed in me for not going with Hue lights. Had <laughs> someone on Twitter tell me that it they're like, oh, I'm sad you didn't join the the Hue family. <laughs> like it's this, some sort of cult or something. 
<laughs> but anyways. Maybe it is. Maybe it yeah. Is. Sorry, everyone. I might get some hue at some point for different other lights, but... Um, yeah, and yeah. it's not like you go with one or the other. You can yeah. mix them, right? The only problem there um, is that they each have like their dingus that you have to hook up to your router. <laughs> so like if I okay. go with the Lutron, the the Hue, and there's, I don't remember, there's another brand. But basically like you'd end up with like three little boxes like plugged into your router, each one for like their one accessory, which is kind of silly, mm-hmm. to be honest. Okay. Oh I well. If you. only Apple made all still made routers, they could build that in right into the router. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, uh, let's get to topics. All right. Before we get to our main topic, let me just quickly go through this one. I want to just ask you, uh, Framer.com, guys. Oh They yeah. build a new version. Like they released a new version of their website. Yeah. And, you know, people on Twitter seem to love it. Um, and I love it. I just don't think it's an improvement. And I just want to talk to you about it really quick. All uh, right. Do T- you like tell me, the, the tell me what's wrong with it. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. So <laughs> I like, I love it. Right. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying I don't like it. <laughs> you, I you love, love it. it, except you don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. I just don't think it's better than the previous one. I love the previous one more. <laughs> Uh, for two reasons (laughs) mainly i guess uh reason number one um i am not sure that a video is like the best way to communicate a message in the web even though i like it and it's like it's cool and because you know it's motion hey and framer they're you know they're the ones to (laughs) to be pro motion but it's like sure it's shiny and it moves and it's cool but I I have a hard time believing that you know conversion is better because people have a very short span and you know for you to watch a video you have to sit there and actually watch it. So I'm not sure this is converts, but like it's more if it, like I don't know if it's a better design if it converts better than mm-hmm. the other one. So that's that's reason number one. And then reason number two is I always had and I still do um, have Framer uh, as one of my like reference and inspirations for like good design like when i want to get inspired and see cool things and like classy really well executed designs i go for, with framer like i love their website since forever right and this situation i feel like it's not as unique as they used to be so for example right now the navigation mm. bar on on the top in the second level navigation, so for example, if you click on features or examples, you have the second level navigation with icons, right? Uh-huh. That whole thing is like Apple.com to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've always been very in, like inspired by Apple stuff. Like I get that this one is maybe a tad bit more. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's like the homepage is like totally like trying to mimic what the the homepage of apple.com looks like um mm-hmm. with the like one big hero and like the three blocks below it but i don't know mm-hmm. i almost i i think it's fine in a way like it, they still have their own identity and 
as someone who's like when I when I go look for apps for OS 10, I actually do want an app that's going to be like, okay, we're going to do everything as if Apple designed it, but for the thing that we're building. And I think like Framer sort of, sort of lives up to that idea, right? Like if you open up the, the Framer app, it's kind of how I, Apple would do it if they made a prototyping app, I think. Like it seems like it makes sense to me. So Yeah, it feels native. But yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that their marketing website has to follow the same oh, yeah, for sure. structure and layout. I mean yeah. that's I don't know. I, again, I, I feel like this website is is beautiful. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It it works. It's you know, it's it's a great, great website. I just don't think it's better than the previous yeah. <laughs> iteration. Like it lost a little bit of that uniqueness that I always looked up um to with the framework guys well so there's there's a few things though that i think about this website and like you touch on it the the video um i think it's nice when you're watching it with sound and everything and watching it as a video as an introduction to what framer is it doesn't seem to be the best thing like the best piece of content to do that um Mm -hmm. just because like the first few minutes is just i just see like Apple devices, and I'm like, okay, what is this? Like, is this a, a a reseller of Apple products or something? Like, I don't really know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then like, it takes a while until you see like the actual prototyping tool, and then everything moves really fast. Um, and once the video is done, then you just have text, and you can't actually go back in the video and see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that front, like, I'll totally give that. Um, to you and say like yeah that could probably be better the other thing is it seems like they added a splash page to their website <laughs> like basically if you click on overview um that's what the framer website used to be sort of like that's what the home page used to be but now it's a separate page yeah right a bit more condensed but yeah yeah um Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it seems interesting that they put Framer, like the thing that explains you what Framer is, right next to Cloud and Flows. It almost makes them feel like they're on the same level. Yeah, like um, you have Framer, you have Cloud, and you have Flows, like three different yeah. products. Almost. Yeah, which is kind of strange because that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the cloud and Flows are features of Framer. So in terms of information architecture there i think it's kind of weird um and it almost makes me wonder is framer gonna release something new (laughs) that is not (laughs) framer you know what i mean that you'd you'd have like okay we have two products we have framer and we have this other thing and then it would make more (laughs) sense to have that separation Uh, i don't think they're gonna do that Uh, yeah i mean (laughs) i don't know but it's just like, uh, yeah, again, I feel like the, the hierarchy of content and features, they're a bit, it's a bit weird. I mean, I know very well what Framer is. I know what Cloud and Flows, like I know what they're trying to say, but this website is not targeted for me. Well, at least not the, the features. It's targeted for, yeah. to people who have no idea what this is or maybe heard about it, right? Um, yeah. The order so of the, the for blocks them, is also interesting. can be confusing. Yeah, 
So yeah, I don't know why you you'd make the first block say cloud, share, iterate, and repeat. Like to me, it totally seems like one of the least important features of Framer. But yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> but other than that, I think like from a visual standpoint, it looks amazing. As always, mm-hmm. it's always super cool to see what they. But by the way, going back, the the cloud but, flows in overview. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you think this as apple.com it's not really like three different like the three most important aspects of it i feel like it's almost like the latest so cloud and flows are the latest things coming out from framer right, right? So they're there just like the latest because if you go to apple.com you have like apple watch and iphone and iphone 7 or whatever um so like the latest maybe right i don't know and it's still have to have overview there. but then it's weird it feels like they're following blindly like whatever apple is doing because apple is actually showing showcasing different products but with roboto which then that makes <laughs> sense but like your thing is like feature feature and your entire product see but you, this is why uh, i'm a little bit sad because i know not most of the team because now they're huge. I know uh, some people <laughs> there and like they're super talented. They're, I tweeted this. Uh, Framer and the Abstract guys, they are my favorite teams and products like right now, right? Uh-huh. If I could, like if I, if I was looking for a job and I had to pick a cool team to join, it would be either Framer or Abstract if I could choose, right? So like I, they are super talented. They're super smart. Um, and that's why uh, I kind of like, huh, maybe, maybe, maybe this structure and this uh, design converts really well. And if you if you can afford to lose some uniqueness and some, you know, shiny new because uh, we're different and gain numbers and traction and users, that is a very fair trade to, you know, to have. So. I am uh, all of this to say is I am really I curious don't get a feeling that this is this was made for a conversion to be honest I don't know I don't know I, I <laughs> like, am really there curious. are there are very obvious things you can do to the website to <laughs> optimize for conversion like and they're not doing any of these things so I don't know it seems less know. optimized for conversion than the other one here's here's uh, an open uh, invite open invitation to anyone if you <laughs> if you work at framer uh even better if you worked on this particular design and you would like to join us here on layout to talk about it and kind of like explain some of those decisions and the outcomes you know as conversion gone up down what have you learned uh what do you like and don't like about it some challenges anyway um that that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. So if you are listening, yeah, probably aren't. Uh, but if you are and you would like to join us, get in touch. We would love to have you. Yeah. The video really is awesome. Like when you watch it with sound on its own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, I really love it. I I, I had it's to just ask in the context of the page. Uh, the guys uh, on Twitter. They they recorded. They basically they made the video in framer like i oh, i assumed that they did that but still i was like huh is this some some like fancy editing here and maybe like you know use after effects or you know just final cut and just i don't know 
they used Framer and recorded with ScreenFlow. So <laughs> this is just another great point of what you can do with Framer. And like, right. Yeah. Every day, like I, I just, would love I'm a feature in Framer if you could record whatever like area that you're previewing. I know. I use, uh, sometimes when I do that, I use like ScreenFlow or, ScreenFlow or just QuickTime or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would be great if they could do that because uh, Principle has that. You can export an animation as a video or as a GIF, yeah. I think. Not true. Anyway, uh, I think the difference there is principle is native versus this is not. Mm. But I may be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, great job, guys. Um, I'm a bit skeptic, but great job. Anyways, this is beautiful. Okay, so for today, we have um, our topic for today is. Can we put this on like one sentence? <laughs> Here's here's how we have it in the show notes, right? This is raw, behind the scenes, exclusive. Um, <laughs> what we have in the show notes for the topic is, we often talk about being a T-shaped, but what does that mean for a designer? Which skills can you develop on top of your main area of expertise? What's that voice? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is some character that I have. Um... So yeah, being T-shaped and uh, learning other skills other than, I guess, design skills. Uh, not even just design skills. I feel like this is, we could talk about, even if you just are a designer and you're just getting new skills in the design area, design realm, um, what can you learn? Like, We could also talk about being very specific and learning being awesome at one thing or, you know, being, like I said, T-shaped and... I'm I'm the wrong person to talk about that. <laughs> I know, I know. But also, maybe we are the right person, the right group of people to talk about this because maybe we struggle with this. I feel like we are both uh, learn a lot of different things and be kind of good-ish at it, but not like the expert in this particular area. Is that a fair assessment? Is that us? I think that's fair. I'd say like... I get good enough to like basically get away with it. You get competent. <laughs> um, yeah. Certain skills. Like good enough to do the th basic things you want to do. Okay. But why, why do we learn these skills? Well, I said skills, you know, skills. Um, <laughs> why do we learn these skills? Like why, why? Huh? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I guess like one interesting uh, thing to throw out there is, is it because design is easy hmm. in a way that like, okay, le let me sort of explain this better. Um, I think that a lot of design um, comes from not something that you learn um, meaning like, okay, like here's a principle, here's how you follow it. And like, if you follow these, these rules, then you should like end up with a good result. I feel like a lot of design is not about that. It's very much about specific, very specific scenarios and very specific, um, cases and how you get better at design very often is not like go study more, <laughs> 
um most of the time it comes from training your eye like being exposed to a lot of like really good design um like getting experience trying to like solve hard problems and making mistakes and learning from them and working with teams of people that are also like talented designers and stuff like that um so i don't know for me personally i feel like after a while i've kind of learned all the things that i need to learn as a designer in a way Ooh, <laughs> and controversial like i yeah i'm trying to make this the least <laughs> controversial as possible mm-hmm. um but i think that that's honestly the case for for a lot of people like you need to learn sketch or photoshop or whatever but like beyond that it's actually like a lot of it is just practice and just like doing it over and over and over again and developing a taste and an opinion um but to me it almost feels like it's not something that i have to learn as much as something that I need to, to like just practice more. And so you're so, so you're saying you're saying that you learn new skills because you you want to learn stuff and because design is something that you really are not learning. You kind of just like like gain experience. Uh, so you feel the need to learn new stuff. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that fair? Well, I really like learning, but I also like because <laughs> the one thing also about design is you can't do a lot of stuff as a designer on your own mm-hmm. um and so that i think ties to a big reason why i'm learning all these things is that um to me like design is c- sort of like the core like this the okay design is what you want to build and why um but then at, actually like how you get it out there let's say you design an ios app well you're gonna have to code it let's say you design a website well if you want to go be in front of real people then you also have to to like build it in html and css um if you want to do like cool videos then then you'd have to go and learn yeah. how after effects works that's to be able to make that possible frame. right uh or framer <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that's exactly it. like i i I never learn a new skill because I want to learn a new skill. Like the skill is something that I learn because I have to in order to achieve something, to do something. Yeah. I want to I want to have a podcast, so I kind of have to learn basics of audio and microphones and how to function with them. I kind of have to learn how to edit audio and I have to learn the basics of that in order to do a competent satisfactory result right job um yeah like i said coding is not because i actually like (laughs) i have a lot of fun coding but i don't start coding because i want to learn how to code i just i want to build my goddamn own app i want to build my own website i don't so i have to learn new skills in order to achieve those things that i want to do so yeah i don't care too much for learning like the the journey of learning right Uh, well but there but there i feel like there's a thing that it for me at least and i and i agree with you like i everything that i've learned is because i had a practical use for it mm -hmm. but um to me there's also something that's like very closely tied to like the learning or the lack of learning is that um if i'm not learning anything new for a while then i'll start getting bored in a way 
Like I, I really realized that learning and developing new skills is really important for me personally. That like I want to like keep doing new things and st- stretching different muscles and like scratching my own itch and like that state of play and I'm learning something new and starting from scratch is important to like my creativity and we talked about like burnout in, in past episodes and I think for me at least that's a big way that I can avoid it like when I feel like I'm giving so much to that one thing I can sort of take a step back and be like okay can I like try something totally different and for me that like recharges my batteries but but then are you saying that you kind of force yourself to learn something new in order to just you know stimulate the the brain muscles and i Mm, i don't know i'm just always thinking of different things yeah i end up just wanting to do different things like i want to start a vlog so cameras and video editing and stuff right but but in a way remember. that I feel like if design was still a huge challenge and I felt like I had so much to learn there still, um, I feel like I, I'd be I'd think about like more pure design things that oh I will learn this. So okay, I want to get back to that. So Anyways, I want to get back. To that. I think we're in <laughs> the yeah. the design is easy and you know learning new things in design. Ah. That is a very tricky thing. So I, I, when you say that design is easy, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, 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 I think I, I, think I understand what you're saying. I haven't said design is easy. Let me, let me, let me try to explain my my point. Give me a second pass. Uh, <laughs> so I think design is not easy. It is very hard, and one of the reasons why it's very hard is because you can't really teach someone how to have good taste. That's it. Or That's, how to like yeah. make good decisions, right? Like so uh, to me like the the fact that like the main things you have to learn as a designer which are like typography and mm-hmm. color and layout basics of layout and stuff like that. Like you can master those pretty easily. Uh but that's yep. not the hard part. Like these things are pretty simple, but the hard part is what you do with them. But that's not like something you're really going to learn is it's something that you're going to do while you're applying it to different things, different, different problems. So never said design was easy. It is very, very hard. And like people can spend their whole life, right? Like trying to like get better and better and better at it. Um, But that's just not how, I choose to live my life. Like for me, I also want to learn new things mm-hmm. rather than like get better at the thing that I know. So anyways, um, I, so I think it's, it's easy to get started with design. You read, you read a good book in typography, uh, grid colors, like the basic and you can get, decent at design you can get started getting good like kind of like you said it's super hard because you can't really learn stuff you have to live it's like experience coupled with taste uh, which taste by itself is influenced by the experience and what you are exposed to Um, 
and it, it's super hard. Like I feel like I'm not getting better at the pace at the rate that I would like to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, none of us are. <laughs> and maybe I think, well, you know what? Instead, if you instead of spending time learning how to edit videos and editing podcasts, instead of you know having this podcast and and learning how to build a game for the Apple on me now? One. <laughs> no, not really. Hey, this is just an exercise. Um, like, all right, guys. So, maybe uh, if I if over. I quit Rafa all needs these to work things, on his sketch skills. If I quit all these things and dedicated myself entirely to get better as a designer, that would work, right? I couldn't do that. I, I can already say right off the bat, I yeah. Um, but maybe that's why. Maybe because I can't do that i will never be like a legend and super good at this thing at this field i wonder and that is pretty depressing <laughs> that's the case like, hey when i have a podcast then you're not gonna know, be Gemini. but you're already dedicating what like seven eight hours per day to getting better at design like that's that seems like a pretty good yeah kind of no not really actually like Actually, for the past like three weeks, it's been like twenty percent design, eighty percent code, <laughs> front end. Right. So yeah, but well, I, I know what you mean, but but still, I, I feel like that environment. Maybe it's not the best environment to grow, if, like and learn. If that's your one, like if that's your priority, like your day to day. I don't know. Wait, which environment? At your job, your day to day job, right? Uh, <laughs> first it depends on your job. Strongly disagree. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I. I didn't prep for this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. But it's a like very common misconception, really. Like, it's it, and it's counterintuitive to most people. Um, that like, oh, like I should I should learn new things on my own, and then like once I'm really good at the thing, then I can go and do it at work. Um. But I actually think that people would be a lot happier if they did spend the time at work to get better at what they do um, and like whatever that may be. Um, so I think at least for me, like with the people that are on my team, like that's a conversation we often have of like, okay, what are your your goals? Like what are things that you want to do and want to learn and get better at? And we're try we try to find projects that are going to let people evolve in that area um and i also really encourage people on my team to spend some time that like take a couple like i don't know one or two hours a week and go and learn about this thing that you're really passionate about like to me i think that's super valuable time and that should be time that you spend at work like i, I don't expect people to have to do that during their free time i think any skill that people in my company uh, learn, they can apply again um, to the things that we do. So I think it's it's totally a, a huge win for the company as well as you as an individual. So, yeah. Oh, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I didn't mean to say that you're not learning and growing <laughs> by doing your job. <laughs> it's like you're stuck. Definitely not. Yeah, but no. I mean, there are companies that are like this, right? That don't let you give you any space to play and to try different mm -hmm. things and to not like 
<laughs> they don't give you projects that like you're not an expert in. Um, and I, I think that's very problematic. So I, like if I can do one thing for the common good of everyone, like honestly, if you are in a, a like leadership position at a company, give that a try, like get, like let your people learn new things and you're going to see people be way more productive, way happier. And you're going to gain a lot. So anyways, and ping pong tables, uh, you have to have ping pong tables. Uh, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I hate that. That's going to that slide. Yeah, I'm not going to even talk. That's like the worst um, addition to the startup culture. <laughs> ping pong tables. You need rocket league though. Uh, but hey, so here's here's a controversial like question, I guess. Um, what is more valuable to a company? This is a terrible question. Like <laughs> someone who knows a bit of everything, or someone who's super knowledgeable and an expert at a, one particular skill. Why am I? <laughs> now this question is stupid. It's dumb. Um, I mean, no, that's a very good question. No, not really, um, dude. It's it's both. It depends at the stage of a company. Like, if you are looking for a job at a startup that has five people, of course, the most useful employee for them is someone who has, you know, a lot of skills that can do a lot of things. Uh, also, of course, strong in, in one particular skill, um, but can also dip their toes in something else. Um, and then if you want to work at larger companies that can afford, you know, skilled people at this one particular thing, like if I just know how to be a, uh, like a great illustrator, like I'm a great, great illustrator mm -hmm. at a startup, they're just starting they have like three developers and one designer. They're not going to hire illustrator. Like they're going to try to hire a designer that kind of does everything that can do everything. Like build an app in the marketing mm -hmm. side, and and dip their toes in the the email template and whatever, right? And if they can uh, afford to uh -huh. code the front end, that's even better. Like that's what they want, they need. <laughs> But then Facebook, like, hey, I'm not great at one thing. I'm like, I can do a bit of everything. I can also video edit. They're like, now everyone kind of knows how to do that <laughs> here. We have 300 designers that kind of know how to do that. So we need the best at this one thing. Mm -hmm. and that's what this is so obvious to me that's why i think it's a silly question well i don't think that's a given though um i think there's still place for like both types at any stage of a company um and i almost feel like there's i don't know there's more opportunity for both at larger companies um So let me unpack that. Um, that basically, like the way that I see it is, okay, my kind of uh, in my in my career, I guess, like what I'm I, I'm trying to do is not necessarily become the best designer or the best developer or the best whatever. Um, my role is to be to be great at making products that are successful. Um, and so like that form 
can can be can be design can be coding can be managing can be whatever doesn't matter as long as it's all in service of creating a good product and in that sense i think like you're still fine like in the large company where you're just like shifting a little bit what you do uh but what you want to have is still have that high impact on like the product direction and stuff like that so i think like there's there's a lot of space for generalists even in large companies like facebook and, and like airbnb and stuff like that and i don't know if you count shopify in that but um and if you go in the startup route like you they people do tend to like having generalists uh in startups and that's obviously great uh but i've also seen some cases where um <laughs> it's like startups would love to hire that awesome like unicorn kind of person um but it's just not possible um and because like oftentimes like unicorns are pretty rare and they're like they tend to be already hired somewhere else so unless they can convince convince them which like as a small startup they can't always um then it becomes like less expensive and easier to just hire one person that can code one person that can design and be done with it and like granted they might not be like the number one expert in both of those fields but they can sort of both focus on their own uh discipline and that's it i i tend to see a lot of very specialized um professionals uh, in this design related area um when they're so good in and so well known for this one thing they really master that and they usually end up just working like as a contractor like as a freelancer um right yeah and you would think so take well let's take facebook which is you know they probably have one of the largest design teams right now in silicon valley um and like instagram their icon the redesigned icon that was like padbury it was not their team Mm -hmm. they outsourced that and why like they have one of the i think it was a collaboration though Sure. I don't think it was like like you know, Petbury jumped in to work on that and then was out. He was not a Facebook employee or Instagram employee. He was, you know, called in to work on that. Or you know, you know what I mean? Like I see a lot of illustrators, really good illustrators, that they they get a gig <laughs> at a, even like large companies, but they get a gig, they get in, they do their thing which they're awesome at and then they are out. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that depends, though. Pa- like, Pabbery isn't just an icon designer. He also does UI design. Yeah, but he's mostly known for... Right? I, I would say, like, his portfolio yeah. is very strong on icon, right? Yeah, I mean, it tends... You tend to have, like, one thing that you're mostly known for. But I, like, I don't know. I think it's... Both kinds of people have opportunities. Um, they're going to have different roles for sure. Um, and some things are going to work better than others, but I almost feel like it's, it kind of doesn't matter. Like you're just going to seek different, um, type of challenges. Uh, but there is, there's like plenty of challenges on both sides. 
in my opinion. So how would you... Okay, th- this one is tricky. Um, if a listener, uh, the, you know, someone is listening to this and he or she is thinking, well, should I really uh, just focus on one particular skill or try to broader, broaden my horizons and learn a lot of stuff? Like, what should I do? And to, do, to, to that person, what would you say? I, I, can, I, can, I can start <laughs> saying that if you don't know, uh, you shouldn't take our advice either. Like, I feel like that's not something that you can, you, <laughs> like you, you can make a, <laughs> a pondered decision at, right? It's something that you just, it's you. It's not a decision. Yeah, for sure. It's you. Yeah. It's, and it really depends on who you are as a person. Like, what do you want to do? Um, what are you passionate about? And all that sort of stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> again, it's very two different types of personality. Yeah. And I can try to make the case for why I, like, for me, learning different skills um, has been worthwhile. But it's it's really, like, on a case-by-case basis. So, I don't know if if there is like specific listeners that want to reach out privately, like we can go and talk it out and talk about specific things that they're like facing in their situation. But um, I'd say like the to me, like learning different things is just um, it's just like more rewarding in life and you're going to. Um, be it it basically forces you to not be the smartest person in the room <laughs> because you're not you're never gonna be the expert on something um which means you're always gonna be in a position where you're growing and you're learning new things um and I think it also helps at least for me um sort of not avoid the burnout issue but at least um kind of counterbalance that that in a way like what if you're you're stuck on this like design problem or whatever well you can go and spend like three hours designing this like icon or whatever or um or you can go work on this like a motion video or whatever that you need for your company like that it allows you to be a bit more flexible in how you spend your time and i think that's always really cool um So, but I don't know, what would you say to someone um, that's sort of on the fence that don't know, should I spend more time working on design or should I spend more time kind of exploring and trying different things? Do what you want. Do you want to explore? (laughs) Do you want to work more on design? Just focus on that. Do what you want because otherwise you're going to be miserable. (laughs) Like, oh no, I really want to learn how to do video editing, but I have to focus (laughs) on being a designer. Like you can't <laughs> just do what your heart tells you to. And if it's, you know, sitting in the sofa, eating pizza and playing video games, well, then probably you should just <laughs> not do that for forever. Um, yeah. So I think now that we've covered a little bit, like why we're both sort of the type of personality that want to learn new skills and sort of why you might also want to give that a shot and sort of why that kind of personality can be valuable to any types of companies. Um, I thought it might be interesting to talk about 
sort of like list out different things that you might want to get into, right? Because I'm sure some people might be like, yes, like I'm totally on board with what you guys are saying. Like I would love to learn more skills, but I don't really know what skills would be the most valuable for me to pick up, like on top of design um, and like which ones are out there, like really, like just to know kind of the broad like variety of things that you can sort of pick up oh my god along dude. the way it's like it's there's an end it's infinite you can do anything and i feel like every every new skill is valuable in itself even if it's not obviously related to design or whatever you you do professionally everything is like it's valuable you're learning new stuff and skills and informs mm-hmm. the rest of your I don't know, rest of your your other skills, right? Like if I get, if I'm a really good <laughs> chef and I know how to cook, that has to make me a better designer. Maybe I'm more like, you know, maybe I look at things differently. Maybe I have a different um, sensitivity to yeah. colors and, and I, I don't know. I'm just like, it has to make, it can't make you a worse designer, for example, right? Or why why is... Why do we know so many designers and programmers who are also musicians? Like, there's a correlation yes. there. Like, or or designers who are really into photography because it's, you know, it informs something, informs the others. Um, so it's always good. So whatever. You, so what would you do uh, if you couldn't be a designer? Uh, what what would you do? And just to make it more fun, you you can't pick like programmer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you can't make apps or like, if you can't work on software <laughs> okay so it wouldn't be in the tech industry like I'm, I'm trying to figure out the different parameters here you can't work so, for software let's just put it like that <laughs> so you I, could be, I can't do any software like you could be like an industrial designer I guess I don't know um hmm what would I do okay i can start while you think of that like Damn, i know that's I, yeah that's a tough I one i've been asking before <laughs> i don't know what about you so uh, <laughs> hey thanks for asking uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably listen to your answer and be like oh yes i would love to do i that doubt too. it so oh, all right <laughs> even though the name has designer in it please like it has to be valid because it's such a different realm uh i would be a sound designer Uh, and i know it has designer in it it's kind of cheating but come on it's not uh like i would make i would make sound effects and just like you know when when you think sound effects you can think of you know like the the lightsaber or (laughs) you know like uh (laughs) laser beams and whatever explosions but even just like you know in a movie the sound sound design is crucial like just people walking they're not the sound of someone walking on gravel it's not really like captured most of the times by the actors oh yeah just that and like i i think i think the video that made me go crazy for this uh, industry would be this profession would be the it's like the the sound designers the the, the sound design of jurassic park in wally there are two different videos by the way but those two uh huh. like they made like they open the realm like they opened my eyes to this so when they were saying like we had to come up with a sound for the roar the t-rex roar 
Like, right. You know, we have no idea what a dinosaur sound like, but we had to come up with something. And now it's like iconic, that roar. And, you know, I learned that it's part lion's roar, part elephant, because it's big, part uh, a vacuum. <laughs> And uh, something else, I don't remember. But it was like, it's amazing. It's awesome. So that's my pick. Do you know yours now? If you think of something? Cool. Uh, you actually made me think of one that <laughs> I think I would really enjoy doing. Cool. Uh, which I have like done in part, like in high school. But um, I would be, um, well, I don't even know what the right term for this would be. But um basically doing the like um i don't know how how would you even call this like um you know when you have like there's a a show or something like that like a like at a music venue or whatever mm -hmm. like I, i would really enjoy kind of like setting up like okay there's gonna be like this type of lighting and then like this is gonna be like this thing Stage is gonna design. happen and like Yeah, sort of a stage designer. Nice. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and coordinate the and lights like, with the music and the smoke machines and the rockets yeah. and fireworks and stuff. Yeah, I love that that kind of stuff. And like telling the story and then like going back and forth and like making sure that it's like an engaging experience and like trying to like push things and do things that have never been done. And yeah, I think I would quite enjoy that but that's i guess still in the design sort of realm no it's, completely it's still creative it's in a way but <laughs> hey um, but yes it's not software you, i would love that you've seen uh gaga's performance at super bowl i have what about the drones that was cool <laughs> yeah the drones were pretty awesome um i did think that it was a weird kind of you know like when she like jumped off yeah. the roof and then You just saw the drones for like five minutes. And, well, maybe not five minutes. I'm exaggerating here, but uh, <laughs> for a very long time. And it seemed like, okay, someone's really trying to like make up, make back their investment. <laughs> They're like, this costs a lot of money. <laughs> Better oh, but put them on TV. No, for you a know long what time. it was? They, they couldn't. So the drones that you saw in the video, they were not there. Oh, really? So because What? of laws like security, they couldn't have drones flying around in the venue. Uh. <laughs> so that like those were real drones, but they were that whole segment was taped a week before. So when she's oh, up there in the roof, like right in the sky with the drones, yeah. that the footage that is seen was taped a week before. And I guess really? she was there and then people saw it in the screen. I'm not sure how like how it was huh. perceived by the people there, but yeah. Right. So that's why there was that weird cut. She jumped out that's of frame. Crazy. Yeah, because it, like, it was super long. Hey? Like yeah, what, it was, what it is was happening? Weird. Um yeah, I didn't think that was like a particularly good halftime show, to be honest. I think it was okay. I think it was, I think it was good. It was fine. But like, I don't know. I if you it's look not at the best. It's, um, not, it's not on my top five. No, but, yeah. Like, I, I, the one I'm thinking that was really good was uh, Beyonce's. Yeah, Jesus Christ! W with like all the effects and the screens and like, remember yeah. all, all that stuff? Like yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, even that was Katy awesome. Perry um, with that giant lion and whatever. Yeah, Left Shark. It was nice. I mean, it was for example Bruno Mars one. 
it was I love Bruno Mars. It was like one of my, one of the favorite performers there. But yeah, the show as a as a spectacle was definitely not the best. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty... exactly. Same thing for Coldplay. Like Coldplay's fine, but it's it's not the type no. of band that like are gonna do well for <laughs> the Super Bowl. All right, dude. This is getting long. No. We have to go. Uh, before we go, quick recommendation. Do you have one? Uh, no, I don't have a recommendation <laughs> this week. Okay, I do have one. <laughs> what about you? I do have. Thanks for asking. You can't Kevin. put me on the spot here. Thank you. Uh, I have one. I saw the movie Split in the theaters, and holy bananas, uh, holy pants! You guys uh, should definitely watch it because it's really, really good. Is it the M. Night uh, Shyamalan? Yes. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Do you know anything I about it? I saw the trailer. Okay. So, I saw the trailer. All right. So here, if you haven't seen the trailer, don't. Okay. Right. Really don't. It's, <laughs> I've seen it a while ago, though, so I don't remember it. It spoils uh, something. Uh, and okay. I, like, I can't say anything. I really can't. But... Uh, let me just say, like, you will appreciate this movie more if you are familiar with M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. How do you say it? <laughs> Knight. Mr. Knight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Night Shyamalan? I guess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it would, like, you will, you will enjoy this movie more if you are familiar with his work. Let's just say that. And like his huh. older work, like and so let's say someone that's n like has heard of him but not super familiar with his work, like what what would you say these people should do to get familiar with the, his work? So watch if you haven't, uh, I find it hard to believe, but watch The Sixth Sense, watch Signs, watch Unbreakable, um, The Village, like watch one of these. You probably have seen most of these, um. Like one of these four, like yeah, or the four, like if you can watch a lot of his movies, the older movies, and then watch this one, like you will appreciate it more. And I can't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. cool. Um, I guess I do have a right. recommendation. I don't know if it counts. It's a, it's a, it's an article. Dude, um, you recommended something that you haven't got before. <laughs> so <laughs> anything counts at this point. I was confident about it though. I, I did <laughs> some good research. Right. Um, so yeah, my recommendation this week is uh, this article uh, by Mark Edwards. Um, Ooh, yes. That if you haven't seen it, like by all means, go and stop this podcast. It's it's almost over, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and go read this article. Um, it's uh, basically about um, Mark Edwards' uh, workflow for designing uh, Mac app icons. And it's super detailed and you see sort of a behind, behind the scenes. Um, and it was just like super fun to read about like everything that goes into creating those icons. I'm terrible about making icons. I, and I like kind of dread the process every time I have to do one. Um, I, yes, I'm totally like one of those designers who is just going to put something in a circle. Uh, <laughs> come at me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was super awesome to see like someone as talented uh as him like really write down his process and now it sort of makes me want to give it a shot for something um and 
and see where that leads me. Um, so yeah, highly recommend the article. Uh, that's really good. This article uh, is like, it was so much fun and insightful and amazing to read and also made me feel like shit. Like I, <laughs> I suck at design. Like I can't design icons for, for the life of me. Um, yeah. But here's something like I really uh, connect with. Like he starts the article saying, uh, my favorite Mac app icons are simple enough to be easily uh, read in the dock, yet they contain interesting details when viewed up close. And that's it. Like, that's it. That's what yeah. makes a great Mac icon. And like you said, like right now, I look at my icon, my, my dock, I mean, and the icons, like, they all suck <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Like the whole, you know, iOS 7 flattened designy things. I, you know, I'm not against it, of course. This is a whole debate. But let me just say that I'm a bit sad at some of that. I love that you just like drop this at the end of the episode. <laughs> hey, we'll have follow up. Um, but like, like when I zoomed in and these icons, like, oh my God, there's like the detail, the texture, the, the, the shadows here and there. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Like you realize that uh, on the notes icon, it says like, here's the crazy ones. Yes. Or uh, it's text edit, I think, not notes. Um, yeah, text edit. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Small details like that. It's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, the design details. Yeah, we kind of lost that. But. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, like we mentioned in the beginning, uh, we before we started the show, we talked a lot about um, a lot. Oh my God. We talked a lot about the, the original iPhone that I just found here. Uh, so if you want to stay tuned, like keep listening. Uh, if not, thanks for listening. And um, you can find the show notes at layout.fm on the webs. You can follow us on the Twitters. We are at layout.fm. And uh, please join our, our Slack channel, Slack team thing. Uh, you can go to spec.fm slash Slack. You request an invite. And we are all there. We have the layout channel. Um, and if you're looking for more podcasts, please go to spec.fm. So they have a great selection of podcasts, uh, one of my favorites. And you can go there and listen if you're looking for more podcasts. Is that is that a satisfactory uh, outro? Is that it? Did I miss anything? Yeah, that was, that was perfect. Okay. That was awesome. Right. Dude, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. super hot oh anyway if i burn like my tongue <laughs> and i just start, start talking like this yeah don't don't, <laughs> de don't destroy your iphone again <laughs> okay or was it hey, speaking of iphone uh yeah it was a coffee uh, yeah okay. it was coffee uh, speaking of iphone uh this weekend i went to my mom um, visit my mom's right mm -hmm. and so i had like all my old stuff when I was a kid and I just left it behind, uh, including uh, my collection of old iPhones and iPads and stuff. Oh. Ooh, so I decided, hey, let me bring this back with me because, you know, it's it's awesome. So I have here the original iPhone, like the first ever iPhone. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, 
uh, I just turned it, tried to turn it on, see if it still worked, and it did. And I was like, hey, this is awesome. It still works. And I had like Cydia installed. Remember like the jailbreak? Thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, let me just like uh, restore to factory settings. Let's just do that. And then I did. And it, like it froze <laughs> and got stuck in the Apple logo thing. And then I had to try to restore and it wasn't working. Anyway, I spent like a whole day trying to get it back. So um, you bricked it. <laughs> I did. Uh, it's working. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, though. So, before I show it to you, so, by the way, listeners, I'm showing the iPhone to Kevin. Before I show the rest to you, um, like, this is the story. The, this iPhone, the 2G, the original iPhone, uh-huh. I don't know why people call it 2G, but, so, anyway. Uh, this iPhone was never sold in Portugal. That's where I live, by the way. Mm. Um, so, so, you, you can really it. buy the one... I smuggled it. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, actually, it was like um, uh, my my dad's wife. Uh, she had this, and I was like super jelly at the time. Like, ah, oh, damn, you have that iPhone. Uh, anyway, and then the iPhone 3G and 3GS came out, and I had those. Um, and then she was still rocking this one. Like, but but like at the time, it was already old, right? Right. Like three years or four or whatever. And I told her because I was like super uh, like a super Apple nerd by that time already. And I was like, hey. When you buy a new iPhone, can I keep that one? Because <laughs> it's like it's uh, it's like uh, you know it's precious now. It's like uh, yeah, it's like it's valuable because it's you know it's the first one. And she's like, uh, sure, of course. It's like yay, like really looking forward to the day that she <laughs> bought a new iPhone. And then uh, the day she did, my dad was like, hey, you know, let me use that one because I don't have an iPhone, so I'm gonna use that one. Oh what? And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll just <laughs> fine. Please be careful because you know that's that's gonna be really you know valuable. And I anyway, um, so my dad used this phone for like a year until he. Uh, bought one for himself and one week before he bought a new one he dropped it <laughs> and smashed the whole screen and, and glass and he was like hey here you go <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so I have an original iPhone with a shattered glass uh, uh, and it broke, yeah. my, like, it broke my heart and at the time I was like man um, I was trying to repair the glass, but it was like super expensive for a phone that I'm not going to use. I really couldn't afford it. And now that I can't afford to repair this, I can't find, you know, places that actually have the parts because this is really old LCD right. and whatever. So I made peace with the fact that this is probably going to be shattered forever. Um, <laughs> can and I just say it just shattered out of curiosity, Oh, man. Yes, I could. I'm not. Uh, out of curiosity, I just um, went uh, on eBay and searched for iPhone 2G and see what they are, you know, selling for. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't shattered the glass, I probably couldn't make like six thousand. Oh, what? Uh, bucks, dollars? Really? So like, I'm just making an average of prices. So there's like twenty four thousand dollars, but it's like <laughs> still sealed. Right. Oh, so right. Not used. Okay. Now, twenty thousand, seven thousand, like five thousand. There, here's one for ninety-seven, but you can totally see that <laughs> it's fake. Uh, so anyway, it's a picture of an iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so today I played with this for like, I don't know, five minutes, and it was fun. Like, I tweeted, I don't know if you've seen it. No. Uh, so, <laughs> I've been what, trying to avoid what Twitter. What was your first iPhone? To be honest. <laughs> Which what, what was your what was your first iPhone? Just out of curiosity, my first iPhone was the iPhone 4S. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that was uh, 4S. So that was like iOS five, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm not sure if you. But I did have an iPod Touch this. for a while. So do you remember that when you plugged it into your phone and it was syncing, you? couldn't use your phone <laughs> oh what no i don't yeah, remember I tweeted that. that you should check it like if you plug it to your mac like while it was syncing this was before wi-fi syncing so you had to you know physically yeah yeah connect it to your mac anyway when while it was syncing like the lock screen was like syncing and you couldn't use it <laughs> whoa like yeah you have to just wait until you finish syncing that's crazy that was weird yeah, yeah, I don't. It feels like every year we're not making that much progress. Like the iPhone still looks very much the same today as it did back in the day, but like it's when you go and look back and jump a few years, you're like, wow, yeah. like <laughs> that was very different at the time. Like no iCloud, no like no apps, no nothing. Like it was pretty. Uh, Pretty crazy. This one has apps. So the original iPhone supported up until iOS 3.1.3. Oh, okay, right. So the iOS 3. Mm. The App Store came in iOS 2, I think. Well, iPhone software at the time. I've, <laughs> um, so anyway, I think it was that, a that, firmware. It's not even like it's on OS. <laughs> <laughs> not OS. I don't know. Uh, I've just been looking through old hardware and I don't know. I, I don't know if this is interesting to listeners. There's a lot of tidbits that I just look at it. Oh, oh my God. Like the, so uh, if you start with iPhone 4S, I probably don't know this, but in the original iPhone in the box, it came with a freaking dock for your phone, which now it sells yeah. for what, like, like too much, $30 maybe. I don't know. I bought those. Anyway, is this Did a show? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. 